and looks like we're live. First off, I know I've said it in the description, I've said it in the pinned comment, but Bojan is back, and I am so excited to see that kind of basketball coming from Bojan Bogdanovic, especially in a big game against the Nuggets. Um, yeah, it was just awesome. Bojan had 48 points, uh, incredible efficiency. Um, the Nuggets are obviously, um, they're missing a starter, but they're not going to have that starter in the playoffs. So at this point in the season, that's like, we can't, like, the Nuggets need to be playing playoff basketball. They have the, who's supposed to be the MVP. The Jazz missed two of their all-stars tonight, and we came out and played. Bojan was insane. He was playing good most of the game, and then in the second half, he just caught fire. He couldn't miss. Uh, he ended with 16 of 23 from the field and 8 for 11 from 3. And as I mentioned before, 48 points along with 8 rebounds. Um, that's like vintage Bojan. That's like back when he was hitting crazy buzzer beaters for us. Uh, obviously, uh, I love to see this because he's been like, I feel like a, he... He's just not been shooting well most of this season. Um, this is a time, this is a big game. The Jazz are fighting for the first seed uh, to hold on to that. Donovan Mitchell's out. Mike Conley's out. So our, like it was either Jordan Clarkson takes over or Bojan takes over. And Bojan decided to take over. So I love that. Um, the Jazz played Utah Jazz basketball again. They shot great from the three as a team. Um, but yeah, let's dig into it. Like, I loved this. I'll, 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 I start with the team stats. That's, that's what I'll do. I, I was just on the box score because I was so excited about Bojan and we'll get into that. I'll probably dig a little bit more into that this game than I have in past games, uh, because I think there's more to look at there. But as far as team stats, both teams shot great. Both teams shot great from the three, um, Overall, between both the Nuggets and the Jazz, there were 38 threes made in this game. Um, so that's kind of cool. Uh, that's fun if you like threes. Um, so I love that because the Jazz, they had great offense. And that's really been one of their main struggles recently. And so seeing them have that kind of offense without their stars... Well, without their star and and Mike Conley, I don't like he's an all star. I'll, I'll call him a star. So without two of their stars um, against a playoff team, and not only a playoff team, a team who's probably going, well, a team who's almost definitely going to have home court advantage in the first round. That's huge. Uh, rebounding was exactly tied across the board. Even at the offensive and defensive rebounding level, they had this exact same number of offensive rebounds, same number of defensive rebounds. Assists was similar. Turnovers, the Nuggets actually gave up more turnovers than the Jazz, so that's a shocker. That's not something we normally see. The Jazz are a turnover-happy team. In that, um, so I'm actually, I was surprised to see that stat. Um, Jazz did great in the fast break, which they normally aren't great at. Um, I don't like, it was a really close game. It's really tough to see exactly what came down to it because they made like what, what led to the jazz victory because they both shot great. Um, 
and it was a close game. At, at the end of the day, it did come down to, I think that turnover stat was the big one um, because the Jazz had, what was it, six more shots than the, than the Nuggets. They made the same number of shots, but the Jazz made four more threes and three more free throws. And so when you win by seven, that's where those points came from. Um, just a f- couple more free throws, and they, they shot a lot more threes than the Nuggets did. And that's really the big part of the Jazz offense. So great to see that the when the offense is clicking in such a close game where everything is really close all across the board, we can rely on hitting those threes to win games. So great game from that aspect. I'll dig into the box score. I'll actually go through Denver first. Um, because I feel like I don't give enough love to the other teams as much. And Denver's a good team. Like, I wouldn't be shocked if we end up seeing them in the second round, even though they didn't look particularly incredible tonight. Um, But they're going to be having home court advantage, and it wouldn't be a shocker if, however it plays out, that the Nuggets and Jazz face up again in this year's playoffs. Um, But let's start with Jokic. He's supposed to be the MVP. It's getting close to it. Um, He didn't, like, he played good. He didn't play an MVP game. Um, So I wonder if this will, like, hurt his stock and chances to win the MVP. But Jokic finished with 24 points, 13 assists, and 9 rebounds. And that's still a really good game. But I feel like there's other players out there who are playing better games than that. So um, if that's a bad game for him, though... That's still MVP caliber kind of player. Like, that's almost a triple-double. So, and he was incredibly efficient. He only missed two shots, including free throws. He was just 9 for 11 from the field and 4 for 4 from free throws. Michael Porter Jr., he had an awesome game as well with 31 points, 6 rebounds. Um, Millsap had 19 points. And then the guy who just torches the Jazz, no matter what team he's on, Austin Rivers had a great game off the bench for the Nuggets with 18 points. Um, If you remember back to the beginning of the season when the Jazz played the Knicks, and this is back before the big winning streak, and the Jazz lost to the Knicks, and then they played the Nets the next game and lost to the Nets, but Austin Rivers was on the Knicks at the beginning of the year, and Austin Rivers just torched the Jazz, and he was the reason why we lost. And he did the same thing tonight, 5 for 7 from 3, 6 for 10 from the field. But, in this case, we won against a good Nuggets team. So, like, the Nuggets played good. Um, I don't think there's anything, like, that really stood out that they really messed up on. Jokic had five turnovers, but then again, Bojan also had five turnovers. So, good effort by the Nuggets, better effort by the Jazz, uh, is, is what I'll go with. But going to the Jazz... I love this box score because, like, well, well, I'll, I guess I'll say this. One of my favorite things about the Jazz, especially this season, is how full of a team they are. They can do everything. Um, at on you, We've seen games where the Jazz blow out the other team, but no one on the Jazz has more than 20 points. Um, so they everyone can score when, when things are going good. But with that... It's always fun to see one of your players get close to 50 points, and the Jazz haven't seen much of that recently. We saw that tonight with Bojan. I know I talked about this at the beginning, but I really can't 
bring it up enough because this was incredible, especially considering the season that Bojan has been having. So let's just read off his stat line. It's not anything incredible besides points and efficiency, but 48 points, 8 rebounds, 2 assists, 2 steals, and then his efficiency, obviously, like 16 for 23 from the field. We haven't seen that from him in a long time, and he stepped up in a big way tonight. If Donovan comes back healthy and Bojan is playing this kind of basketball, if Mike Conley comes back and is doing what he's doing, like I feel like a lot of people are sleeping on the Jazz being able to make it out of the West, especially with how they performed recently uh, and their games against the Suns recently. But we haven't been playing like... like Bojan has not played like this for a very long time. Um, Clarkson wasn't terribly efficient. He only... His, his only points were three-pointers and free throws. He was six for 20, but he still pulled in 21 points and eight assists. We're starting to see Clarkson pass the ball more. We're starting to see him have more creative passes, which when he's not shooting efficiently like he was earlier in the season, that brings a whole new depth to the, um, the offense when Clarkson's on the field. Uh, or court, I don't know. Uh, we call it a field. It's a field goal, yeah. Um so I love seeing that. I would love to see him. He had a really great game on Wednesday, uh, efficient shooting. So I'd love to see him, like, at least get a high higher forties more consistently as far as per, uh, field goal percentage. But I love seeing him passing more. Uh, he had five rebounds tonight, two steals. So the the great part about Clarkson is he may not be like even if he's not shooting well, he's going to give you a ton of effort on every play, both offense and defense. Even though he's not the best defender, he'll give you that effort, and it pays off on specific plays. Like tonight, he got two steals. Um, So, I love that about Clarkson. I think his main weakness, especially more recently, is uh, just efficiency on offense. Other than that, um, there weren't any like terribly exciting stat lines. I'll I'll read off some that we like to keep track of, like Gobert, uh, 14 points, 9 rebounds. He didn't really give us much tonight. He gave us 2 blocks and a steal. But then again, like 14 points is what we expect out of him, and he was going up against Jokic, which is a, a tough defensive assignment. And it's not like he, sh- he did not shut Jokic down by any means, but it's not like Jokic went off for a 40-point night either. So, like... I, w- I would like to see more coming out of Gobert, especially when we're coming into the playoffs and playing teams like, like this kind of caliber every night. But I'm I'm not going to complain too much here. Uh, Joe Ingles, here's one thing that I feel like Joe Ingles doesn't get enough love for is how good of a floor general he can be. Um, obviously, he's he's not like he's not incredible at it. It's not like he'll come in game in game out and and change everything about a game because of how good he is at at running the offense. But like tonight he came in 10 points, 9 assists. And I've noticed some game like a lot of times what he does to facilitate the Jazz offense when Mike Conley's not in or Donovan Mitchell's not in, which has been the past several several weeks for the Jazz and I've noticed this several of the past games is how he can get the offense set, how he can make the right first pass 
uh, coming into the half court. Um, sometimes he has nights like tonight where he had nine assists. A lot of times it's not directly showing in the assist column, but he really runs the offense pretty well. Um, but yeah, and no one on the Jazz, I would say, had a bad night. Um, obviously, Bojan really stole the show with his 48 points. But the only people in negatives as far as plus minus were Ingles and Gobert, and they were at a minus two, um, which is really awesome to see, especially since this game was close all night. The Jazz won by seven right at the end. It was, and even seven, like seven seven point game is a close game, but it was a lot closer a couple minutes before the end, and it's just you know how how when you have to foul and it just kind of pushes the lead up. Um, and the Nuggets really fell apart for the last two minutes. So, great game from the Jazz. Um, great way to fight and stay in it because the Jazz were not ahead for most of this game. It, it might have been 50-50, but I, I felt like the Nuggets really had the game for most of it. But the Jazz fought, and by in the fourth quarter, the Jazz really took off and, and took control of the game. Um yeah, so I loved watching that jazz basketball. Um, before I hop into the live chat and, and answer those comments, uh, by the way, if you haven't commented yet and you have something to say about the game, comment it there, and and I'll get to it. Um, I wanted to go over standings. That's what I was getting to. But I'm guessing it's going to... Be, I haven't checked standings because I wanted to get to this video faster rather than doing all the all the pre-research before but let's check how the standings are the jazz are still in the, in the top seed they are a game and a half above the suns with five games left in the season for the jazz so that's a pretty good like and and the jazz are playing the rockets tomorrow night uh so it's it's tough to like the jazz should beat the rockets i'm it's tough to imagine a scenario where the Jazz don't beat the Rockets. Um, so I feel like it, the Jazz, obviously they don't have it 100%, but a game and a half is really tough to come back from when you only have five games left in the season. And the Jazz, their record overall is pretty easy. There, there's some like toss-up games there, so... I'm not going to like write it off that the Jazz have it, but the Jazz are playing really good right now. They have some pretty easy games coming up. But also, you have to consider Mitchell is going to be out for at least another week, um, which is a little concerning because at least another week means Mitchell might not play for the rest of the season. Um, and he might have to get back to it in the playoffs, which would mean that that first seed would mean a lot more for the Jazz because, as we mentioned, if if the playoffs ended right now, it would be the the Jazz are going to play either the Warriors, the Grizzlies, or the Spurs. And I'm taking the Jazz pretty easily against all those teams. At most, it will go to a game six, but I doubt it'll even go that far if the Jazz play any of those teams in the first round, especially if everyone's healthy. Um... But let's look at the rest of the West, and I haven't spent much time on the East, but I'll I'll do that real quick. Um, I know that's not going to impact us as much, but um, if the Jazz keep playing like this, and if they come back healthy and Mitchell 
is playing like Mitchell, then we might have to worry about who's playing in the East and, and who comes out of the East. Um, but just going down one through 10, obviously the Jazz are first right now, a game and a half above, above the Suns who are in second place. Then you have the Clippers at third who are now a game above the Nuggets. Um, was it, I, Yesterday morning, the Nuggets were third. And the Clippers won to take the third, and now that the Nuggets lost again, they're a whole game below. But then, and they, I'm pretty sure those four teams are going to have home court advantage no matter what, because there's a five-game difference between the Mavericks and the Nuggets. Um, so it looks like Nuggets are pretty safe as far as home court advantage goes, but they'll need to have a pretty good season and... Uh, well, pretty few next, pretty good next few games, and the Clippers will have to drop a few for the Nuggets to move back into the third position. Uh, Mavericks are looking really solid at the five position. They're only a game and a half above the Lakers, but uh, with this few games left, like they'd really have to drop the ball to to move back down to the sixth. So it looks like the West is pr- like obviously it's not final, but. One through five positions, it looks like they'll stay one through five, and there might be a little bit of shifting. Like, um, but it might say I'm like most likely it'll stay one through five, and then it gets interesting with the Lakers Trailblazers because they're tied, and so you might see the Lakers coming in and having to in the play-in tournament. It's almost looking like that's what's going to happen, and then obviously I mentioned the Warriors Grizzlies and Spurs will be fighting for that that last spot in the playoffs. Um, and I mentioned I'll talk I'll I mentioned I'd go over the East. I'll go over that real quick because I feel like I'm rambling and the fun part anyway is the live chat. So I'll get to the live chat here here real quick. But um, let me just run through the East right now. Right now the Sixers are number one in the East, and they're three games ahead of the Bucks and the Nets, who are um, tied for the second seed. I'm guessing the Bucks have the tiebreaker because they're listed in the second position for the East. After, and then there's a pretty big drop-off where the Knicks are in fourth. Hawks are in fifth. Uh, there's a game between them. Then half a game from the Hawks to the Heat. A game from the Heat to the Celtics where the Celtics are in seventh. So it looks like the Celtics will have to be in the play-in tournament. And then um, the teams... And then you have Hornets at eighth. And the two teams who are going to try to fight and, and take the eighth position are the Pacers and the Wizards. Um, so that playing tournament, I feel like is for the East is a lot more interesting. Um, Cause I could totally see the Wizards coming in and, and sealing the eighth seed from the Hornets, uh, which that would be interesting to see. And the East is interesting because it's really the top three seeds are looking way stronger than any other team in the conference. Well, if you look at the West, if people are healthy, like, um, yeah, it, it, you could stretch it down as far as seventh. I feel like the Trailblazers are a little bit of a stretch for a contender for the Western Conference, but uh, that's where it's at. So, quick summary before I hop into the live chat. Great game from the Jazz. Great game from Bogey. And it's looking really good for the Jazz to hold on to that first position which is great because I like I can't see the whoever gets 
Uh, like I can't see the Trailblazers or the Lakers losing that first play-in game, whoever gets that first play-in game, which means that the Jazz are most likely going to be playing like a Warriors, Grizzlies, or Spurs, which I feel very confident about uh, the Jazz being able to beat any of those three teams. Um, so with that said, I'll hop in the live chat. If you have any comments, questions, put them there. And don't forget to like the stream because the more people who like this, like the more people see it, the more people hop on, the more people can uh, join in the chat, and the more fun this is. Um, so Carter, that was amazing. That was... Um, that one got me... Like, the Spurs ones were fun because I got to see the Jazz at least play good again. This one was really fun because the I got to see the Jazz play good again against a good team. Um. Yeah, and I feel like it's been a while since we've seen that. It's it's been a few months. So, this is one of my most favorite games recently from the Jazz. Obviously, we had some really good ones before the All-Star break as well. Um Wow, most entertaining Jazz game of the year so far. I feel like that's recency bias, but it's true. Like that was a really awesome game. It ended in the perfect way where it was entertaining to the end, but it wasn't like about to have a heart attack because you're afraid the Jazz will miss the buzzer beater kind of game. But those are fun too if your team wins. Um, Sakarta says, do you think the Jazz will make the NBA Finals? Bogey playing amazing. Mitchell playing like he did last year in the playoffs and Conley playing decent. Um, The Western Conference is really good, so let me like preface it with that, that even if all these things line up perfectly, even if Bojan plays like he did before his injury, even if Mitchell comes back from his injury and plays like Mitchell in the playoffs last year, and even if Conley comes back with the same efficiency uh, that he's had all season, like I feel like that at that point, it will be tough for any team to beat the Jazz in a seven-game series. That being said, it's the Western Conference, and even with that, assuming full health for other teams, it will be tough for the Jazz to play those teams as well. But if, if those three things line up and and Gobert keeps playing his defense like he has been, um, I would say like the Jazz would be the favorite in my book. Um, yeah. Like that would be an incredibly tough team to beat, um, and and the tough part is like a lot of times in the playoffs, especially when it comes down to the end of the game, you have to rely on that star player. But if everyone on the Jazz are playing like are playing at their best possible performance, like we've seen them play before, um, then you have to beat the entire squad, and it won't be Donovan Mitchell versus. Uh, LeBron James, Donovan Mitchell versus whoever the best player on the other team is. It will be the Utah Jazz versus Kawhi Leonard or the Utah Jazz versus LeBron James. And maybe the star player, maybe Kawhi Leonard or LeBron can pull off a few against a whole Utah Jazz team playing like that, but they won't be able to win four games against that team. So, yeah, I think the Jazz have a good shot at making the playoffs if everyone plays like that. And and I don't, not to sound like too pessimistic, I don't think that will happen, at least for the entire playoffs. Um, it's a really good sign though that Bojan's coming back right now, because um, we're going to need him as Donovan Mitchell probably won't come back at 
100% immediately. It'll probably take him a few games. So I'm hoping we can see more games like this from Bojan, especially at the beginning of the playoffs. Um, so Carter says, I, I think Quinn's strategy for the other Jazz players to feed the rock to Bogey once he caught fire early. Uh, Bogey took way more shots than the other players. Yeah, I think... I don't know, like... I would love to be in the, like... Like know exactly what's going on in those situations where a player just goes off if the if the coach notices it and just starts like drawing plays for him and like tells him get the ball to him or if it's just he feels more confident so when he has a little bit of space he starts shooting and then the ball just naturally falls to him but whatever happened it was the right move um because Bojan he's one of those players where when he's when he hits a few in a row he's probably going to hit the next 10 shots as well so once you see him hit his like four shots right in a row, just keep feeding him until he misses two in a row and then and and then move on with your offense because he can catch fire and when he catches fire he's really unstoppable. Especially with how this jazz offense is set up. There's enough spacing that when he's on fire, it's not like he's an ISO player that can draw in all the attention of the defense. Because if the defense like focuses too much on him they're going to leave someone else open on the three-point line or Rudy open right next to the rim. So uh, I feel like the other players helped Bojan a lot so that when he catches fire, he can stay on fire a lot longer. Um, yeah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so I'm super excited about Bogey. There's a lot of uh, comments about that. Um. So Suns game was close, but it just blew up, so they will probably win. Okay. That's good. To, that's something good to keep track of because uh, that will, uh, if the Suns win, then that'll move it from game and a half to a game ahead. And Anthony Davis is hurt again. Uh, I'm going to look that up, but what's the update on that? Because last I was seeing with Anthony Davis, is I saw that he tweaked his ankle, but uh, that didn't really bother him, and then they took him out of the game for back spasms. But he felt good. And that was this morning before I went to work. And and that was from last night. And I believe they're playing the... Are they playing the Blazers tonight? And did he not play? Or... I'll pull it up if... if um, let's see what's going on here. So it says... Um, Davis, so Anthony Davis, uh, his, so he had a back injury is starting Friday's game against the trailblazers. Um, and that was four hours ago. And so he's, he's fine. It's not like he's out. He just tweaked something and they thought it was better to, to take him out just to make sure. But I don't know. The Lakers are good. I'm starting to feel less and less confident about the Lakers overall, though, because I feel like LeBron has gotten so little playing time in several months that there's no way he's going to come in and play with the same intensity that we normally see with LeBron in the playoffs. And if he does, what are the chances that he has like a Kevin Durant situation where he comes back and then gets re-injured? And Anthony Davis... He's prone to like little little small injuries like this. So what are the odds that he's out again? And then 
if both of them aren't playing at 100%, it's not like they have an incredible team around those two players. So I'm starting to see the Lakers as less and less of a threat. And and looking at the other teams that I'd be worried about, uh, especially if the Jazz play at this level, I'm starting to feel more confident with the Jazz in the playoffs. And I don't want to face the Suns in the Western Conference Finals because I feel like that will be a really tough series for us. And and that's me coming from like a, a Jazz fan perspective. But from an NBA perspective and from someone who... Um, like I typically support the the smaller market teams. And I think that would be so cool to see Phoenix and Utah in a Western Conference Finals um, and just repping two small markets. And I feel like that would also be... That would probably be the most entertaining series I could imagine for the Western Conference Finals. Um, maybe the Clippers could be exciting, but I, I don't know. I, I like watching the Suns more than the Clippers. So I think that would be the most exciting one and probably the toughest for the Jazz. Um, so I don't know. What, what are you guys hoping for the playoffs? Um, I'm sure we'll get into this. I would love to, and, and as we go through it, I, I'd love to hear you guys' predictions, especially when all the positions are... And, like, we know what the seeds are. But, I don't know. At at least for me, obviously I'm hoping Utah makes it. If Utah doesn't make it, I'm rooting for Denver and Phoenix because I want those small market teams. And so that obviously means that I want Milwaukee in the championship. And everyone's talking about how the NBA can't afford that. But, um, I don't know. At least for me, that would be way more exciting than seeing a super team of the Nets um just wreck wreck everyone that being said um and and i'm rambling here and and tell me if you think i'm crazy uh but i feel like this would be kind of poetic um if the jazz come and they they make it to the finals right and they play the nets and they they beat that new newly formed big three of the nets this uh, in that case, if the Nets are healthy, the Jazz would be a huge underdog. Um, and like, and and I'm rambling here, so so <laughs> I'll I'll get to the point. But like, if the Jazz do that, obviously that's a huge thing. And and me coming from the perspective of uh, my first team is the Dallas Mavericks, where in 2011 when the Mavs won their championship against the Heat. It was the first year that the LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, Bosh Big Three was formed. And the Mavs came in as an underdog playoff team. Obviously, they weren't the first seed, so they were a little more underdog than the Jazz will be. Came in, uh, beat a good Thunder team, beat a, uh, a Lakers team who won the last two championships, went and faced LeBron and beat him. So I feel like that would be, it would be kind of a repeat of that story. Uh, but I love that story. I love the underdog beating the the by far favorites. So I hope that happens. If that doesn't happen, then I would love to see a Milwaukee in there. But I just don't want a super team to win it. As as sad as it, as it would be for um, James Harden to to miss out on this opportunity. But he has he has more seasons with the Nets. I'm sure they'll they'll have plenty of opportunities for that. Um, so uh, question. Are you and Nate doing an afternoon show tomorrow? So Nate, he's he's still traveling. Nate will be doing the post game for the Rockets tomorrow evening. But we 
pre-recorded something and, and we'll be posting that. Um, so there will be a video tomorrow. It was already recorded though. So, so some of the standings are a little bit off there, but, uh, we, we mainly talked about, uh, just kind of, a um, foreshadowing. We talked mainly about the, the plan tournament and, and what we think it means for the league. And, and we kind of touched a little bit on, um, some potential alternatives. Um, so yeah, just, just to let you know. Uh, so story says, uh, well, it's interesting if Harden won't play a hundred percent. Yeah. Like these play, I feel like a month ago, these playoffs were looking to be kind of a boring playoffs. Uh, but now that we're getting close because of injuries, we are like, I feel like there's a lot of interesting outcomes that could happen. Um, so I'm really excited to see it play out. I'm hoping it doesn't turn into a boring playoffs where the same teams or the the teams with just the biggest name stars win again. And obviously, I'm saying like I'm I'm definitely biased because I run a Utah Jazz show on YouTube, but that that's what I'm looking for. Um, yeah. So the Nets aren't going to the finals. They're healthy now, minus Harden. The Nets are 23rd in the league for defensive rating. You can't win a championship with one of the worst defenses in the league. Yeah, and and that was one of the things that everyone was talking about, how the Nets' offense would be so good that bad defense wouldn't matter. Um, I I'm not I I wouldn't go as far as to say like you can't win a championship with one of the worst defenses in the league. Because I would still say, like, if you had a lineup of, I don't know, like, name some of the best offensive players who can't play, who don't play great defense, like like Curry, Harden, um, I don't know, who, whoever else you want to put on that team who who isn't considered a very good defender, like uh, throwing Kyrie and Katie, um, a, a team of that much star power would probably win. But here's an interesting stat that I heard about the Nets. So obviously they've had all sorts of injury problems, and and so one stat that I was that I heard was that the Nets, when Harden isn't playing, but Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving are playing, their record is seven and eight. Uh, so I thought that was really interesting. Uh, so if Harden can play one hundred percent. They're a completely different team because honestly, he's the one who the offense runs through. He distributes it, um, and I, I guess just things don't click without him there. And and with all three, I don't know what the stat is there, but I know they've been really good for the few games that all three were healthy. Um, but I don't know. Like, I'm really excited for the playoffs. As as much as injuries suck and you never get to see teams at their full strength. I feel like because of injuries, this playoffs is going to be a little bit more level and a lot more interesting to see how it plays out. Um, but yeah, I'll I'll wrap it up there. But thanks for joining me tonight, guys. That was an awesome win from the Jazz. Great performance by Bojan. One of the best performances we've ever seen from Bojan um, in a game that, that might end up being one of the big difference makers in whether the Jazz hold on to that first seed or, or, or drop to second. But 
and, and who said it at the beginning? Uh, Carter at the beginning said, wow, most entertaining jazz game of the year. And I think this game really ranks up there. And that's crazy because Mitchell wasn't even playing. So, I don't know. If if you haven't, like, if you haven't watched the game, at least go watch the highlights right now. I'll go over the stats because this was a really fun one. But thanks for joining me tonight, guys. Um, make sure to look out for that video. I'll It'll be posting... Because because we've already recorded it, I'll post it a little bit earlier. I know most of the time it gets out. On Saturdays, I'll get the video at like 11 to 12.30ish, somewhere in that range. Uh, this one I'll probably post a little bit earlier because of that. But look out for that one. And Nate will be doing the post game after the Rockets game tomorrow. Which I'm really, really hoping we just have an easy blowout against the Rockets. The Rockets have really no motivation to win as they're one of the worst teams in the league, if not the worst. Um, But thanks again for joining me, guys. Thanks for spending part of your Friday evening with me. And, yeah, go Jazz. Have a good night, guys.